Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, certified habit coach, wife, stepmom, and former physician assistant. I help career women finally break free from their unhealthy eating habits. If you're ready to start feeling your best, then I can show you how. Let's go. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. Most likely, if you're listening to this show, you're a fairly busy woman and have a desire to change your eating habits, but could benefit from some tips to help you fit it into your schedule a little more easily. I mean, who doesn't want to save a little time, right? Even if you aren't jam-packing your day with work meetings, chores, appointments, activities, all the things, having some ways to make development Developing healthier eating habits less time consuming is always a good thing. One of the things I see career women struggle with regarding trying to change their eating habits is that feeling rushed for time prevents them from choosing that healthier option. Instead, it's usually the quickest option. Oftentimes, that means something like a candy bar for lunch or a few slices of pizza for dinner instead of the chicken and veggies that were originally the intention. When you discover that choosing the healthier option doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take a lot of time, it's so much easier for your brain to choose that healthier option. There's less friction there. Right now, your brain may already be in the habit of thinking that healthier means more time. Therefore, by default, it will continue to go for the convenient, less healthy food. So in this episode today, I'm sharing eight time-saving tips for healthier eating habits, whether you're in a rush or you're not in a rush, because saving some time means having some extra time to do the things you love. I'm going to start out with breakfast and work my way through the meals of the day. Breakfast is one of those meals that can feel very rushed for career women, so often you may find yourself grabbing coffee and a pastry on your way to work instead of coffee and a healthier food at home. If this happens, it's usually on the weekdays because of work, but even weekends can feel rushed if you must be somewhere by a certain time. The best way to form healthier breakfast eating habits is to make your morning feel less rushed when it comes to breakfast. An easy way to do this is to just set out some of your breakfast items ahead of time, meaning the night before. So for example, if you eat cereal for breakfast, set out your bowl, spoon, and a glass, even your cereal box if you already know which one, if you eat toast, set out your plate, knife, and the loaf of bread. If you eat yogurt with blueberries on top, set out the bowl, spoon, and a glass for water. Get your coffee maker ready or fill your teapot with water and get out your mug and a spoon. You get the idea. Whatever it is that you eat or drink in the morning, make the morning a little easier by setting out a few items so you feel like half of breakfast is already done. It may not seem like you're saving much time by doing this, but what happens is your brain has less to process in the morning when you're in a rush, when you set out things the night before. Just knowing that you have a few less things to take out of cabinets makes it easier. 
And easier means more likely to eat breakfast at home rather than stop somewhere. So saving that little bit of time in the morning, even if it's just a minute, will ultimately encourage you to make the healthier choice by eating breakfast at home. My husband, Paul, and I always prep the coffee maker in the evening. It's now a habit since we've done it so often around the same time every night. Also, we make sure the teapot has water in it for our oatmeal the next morning. Those simple things that take minimal effort make our mornings easier and not rushed at all. We both work from home, so no, we don't have to drive into work, but each of us likes to start work early, so we still like to streamline our mornings, especially when our dog Johnny is just chomping at the bit to have his breakfast too and be let outside. All right, so on to tip number two for breakfast. If you're really wanting to save some time in the morning with breakfast, then go for the perfect on-the-go breakfast, which is something high in protein and some carbs. My recommendation for this would be a protein bar that has about 20 grams of protein, ideally, and a piece of fruit. For the protein bar, I would recommend trying to get one with minimal added sugar if you can. This can be a little tricky as most companies like to add that sugar in there to make them a little bit tastier, but you can find some with very little added sugar. Some protein bars have sugar that is from fruit, such as fig, which is a common one that also helps to bind the protein bar. So just take a look at the ingredients list to see if the sugar is from a more natural source or if it's refined sugar and just how much. You're going to want to try to shoot for less than 10 grams of sugar per bar in general, but of course, if it's a little bit more, but it has a very high amount of protein, then hey, that's better than stopping for that breakfast sandwich at Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's, right? So I personally eat no-cow protein bars, not so much for breakfast, but more of a snack. These have 20 grams of protein and only one gram of sugar. They are dairy-free, but we mostly eat them because they are high in protein and low in sugar, and they're also high in fiber. Fruit will have the carbohydrates your body and your brain needs to start your day and fiber. Fiber is just one of the healthiest things you can put into your body. So I think that using that protein bar plus fruit can be very filling and supply you with the things that you really need to start your day out with. If you'd rather not choose the protein bar, then Greek yogurt is also very high in protein and a good option, usually somewhere around 6 grams of protein for just a cup of yogurt, which is great, I think. You can even buy the large container of plain Greek yogurt and put it into smaller individual containers so you can just grab it from your fridge in the morning and go. All right, moving on to snacks. I don't know about you, but I love snacks. And if you've been following me for a while, you probably have heard me say that at least a handful of times. Snacks are one of the things that you can easily develop less than healthy eating habits with, though. 
That's because of several different reasons, but one of which is that there are way too many snacks out there that are so tempting, right? From cookies to crackers to chips, they serve the purpose of providing that instant gratification and satisfying that hunger quickly, plus they taste delicious, which can make them a little bit dangerous. If you're trying to develop better snacking habits, then having some healthier snacks that are quick options are going to help you significantly. Oftentimes, when you start to feel hungry in between meals, you can tend to gravitate toward the snack that is super convenient, which can often be the vending machine snack or the snacks that someone has brought into the office, which tend to be desserts. At least that's been my experience in the past. It's always the cookies and the muffins, right? So this tip will make healthier snacks easy, plus I think kind of fun. What you can do is take some small containers, preferably with compartments, but they don't need to have compartments, and then line them up on the counter. You fill each compartment or a portion of the container with different healthy quote-unquote finger snacks. For example, nuts, grapes, blueberries, even cubes of cheese. So you'll take the nuts and fill a compartment in each container down the whole line or a portion of each container down the whole line. Then move on to the grapes, etc. These are just examples. You can choose whatever snack foods you'd like, but try to stick with more natural foods like these ones rather than processed foods like goldfish crackers as delicious as they are. Another idea is you could put baby carrots on one side and cream cheese to dip them in on the other side. I like to mix in some dill and onion powder into whipped cream cheese for a really yummy dip that's not terribly unhealthy, especially when you're dipping with carrots or celery sticks. When you prep all the containers at once, it just streamlines the process and you're set for several days or even the entire week for snacks. It takes less than 10 minutes to do this too, but after a few weeks of doing it, you'll move more quickly and you'll find that it will take only about five minutes, which is great. All right, so my big lunch tip is going to be similar to the snack one in that you'll invest some minimal time up front, but you'll have several healthier lunches for work. What I recommend doing is just like what you did with the snacks and make an assembly line on your kitchen counter. You can make simple wraps with veggies, a protein, and maybe some dressing or a condiment. The protein can be something like beans, deli meat, chicken, whatever you'd like. Now certainly deli meat has some additives that aren't the greatest, but in general it's a good source of protein. It's quick and much better than a lot of the other options out there. You can also do sandwiches and you can even do a salad with a protein on top like a packet of tuna. We do this often. Also some roasted chickpeas which are really delicious if you season them especially or you can use tofu cubes or a piece of chicken breast or thigh. If you wanted to use chicken for lunches, here's just another tip, but I recommend just cooking a few up on maybe a weekend evening so you have them for lunches for the upcoming week. 
Or if you happen to be making dinner that includes chicken breast or thighs, then just cook several extra pieces so you have them for lunch. Super easy. So you'll line up your pieces of foil or your containers on your kitchen counter. Then you'll start assembling each one, one ingredient at a time. This will take you about 10 minutes to do a few lunches. It's so much easier on your brain to do the assembly line because you're just making the effort once every few days or once a week rather than feeling like you're making the effort every day to make your lunch. And if you have an ingredient like a slice of tomato that might make the bread soggy, for example, then just slice up the tomatoes and stick them in a container so you can just grab a slice to put on your sandwich for that day. For the salads, you probably won't want to put on the dressing until right before you leave for work rather than putting the dressing on several days earlier. Just a little helpful tip as well. All right, so if you work remotely, it is a little easier to make healthier choices when it comes to lunch, but if you want to save some time so you have more free time during your lunch break, then definitely do the assembly line and make those lunches ahead of time or at least as much as you can. So on to dinner. I have several time-saving tips for healthier eating habits for dinners. Dinner is the meal that career women tend to want to save time on the most because they often work late or even had a stressful day at work. So the thought of making a dinner that takes an hour is just mentally exhausting and eats up a lot of time. I'm all about quick but healthy dinners, especially in the summer and early fall when the weather is still quite lovely here in Rhode Island and we want to spend a lot of time outdoors after work rather than being inside cooking. These tips can be done all year round though to save you lots of time. So tip number one for dinner is to double or even triple the recipe. This saves you time because every time you go to cook something, you have some prep and cleanup to do, right? Prep meaning taking out bowls, ingredients, pots, pans, etc. If you're only prepping once and cleaning up once, but making two to three meals out of that, then you're saving time overall. You don't need to eat that same meal two or three nights in a row either. Most cooked food will keep in the refrigerator for at least a few days. Also, you could even freeze some of it for the following week or even the following month. Once you start making a habit of this, you'll have a refrigerator and freezer full of various meals to choose from to just heat up. I've even known some people who will buy another freezer for down in their basement just for meals that they've frozen for the future for those nights they just don't feel like cooking or they have a lot going on. My husband Paul and I almost always make dinner for four when it's just the two of us. And if my stepson is with us, which is about half the time, he usually eats something different from us anyway. So that way, on our busier nights, we know we have something we can heat up instead of being persuaded to just go get a pizza or takeout. I'm telling you, this works so 
well. If you're not used to cooking in general, then I recommend doubling a recipe first instead of tripling it. You'll basically just be doing a little more chopping or slicing. If something must be cooked on a stovetop and it can't fit all in one pot or pan, I'll just typically use two. My next tip to save time for healthier dinners is to master a few simple recipes and rotate through them so you get faster and faster at making them. I'm sure you've noticed that trying a recipe for the first time takes a heck of a lot longer than a meal that you've cooked multiple times. That's just because practice makes us more efficient. You may even still need to have the recipe in front of you because you haven't memorized the amounts of each ingredient completely, but it still goes a lot more quickly. We personally have our go-to meals, especially for the nicer weather months where we really want to save time. These meals, we don't even need a recipe to glance at because we've already memorized them. The key though, if you really want to memorize a recipe, is to choose one that has less than 10 ingredients and preferably one that doesn't have weird amounts of ingredients, such as three quarters of a teaspoon of a spice, right? It's way easier if the recipe calls for one teaspoon or tablespoon of something. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, you don't have to memorize the recipe over time. You can still have it in front of you just for reference if you need to. But you'll find that after making that same recipe several times, you'll be moving much quicker than you did the first and second time you made it. You may even try mastering a few recipes for each season so you don't feel like you're eating the same things every week or every other week all year round. We usually have meals we make frequently in the summer and meals we make frequently in the winter. That way, by the time we start getting tired of some of the summer meals, we're starting to make some of those winter ones. We might have to look at the recipe since we hadn't made them since last winter, but the speed comes back quickly. All right, so the next tip is to elicit some help in the kitchen. If you have a partner or a child or a teen, ask them for help, even if it's just something easy, like setting the table or getting some of the ingredients out for you. This can save several minutes and to your brain can feel like a massive help. Also, if you have children or teenagers that are a little bit resistant to you asking them to do something, sometimes it's because their brain is like, why do they need my help? They can do this. So sometimes just explaining to them, hey, there's a lot of things I need to do for dinner. This would be such a huge help to me if you got out these five ingredients for me or if you set the table for me. And then that way, dinner will be on the table more quickly as well. A lot of times, once you sort of explain that very simply, they will have no problem helping you out. I just want to note too that sometimes when we have lots of small tasks to do, it can feel a little overwhelming, especially after a long day. So if you can knock a few of those small tasks off by asking someone else to help, then it's going to take a bit of the load off of you. 
If you don't have anyone to help you at home, invite a friend over who you know also enjoys cooking or enjoys healthier eating. Then return the favor to that person. It can turn a chore into a nice evening with a friend. My friend Casey and I used to do this when we were both single. I was working about 50 to 80 hours a week at the hospital, and she was working as an attorney. So we used to invite each other over for dinner, usually about once a week, but we would end up helping each other with the meal. It was nice friend time and made making dinner so much less of a chore. Plus, at least on those nights, I wasn't eating two bowls of cereal for dinner or a bowl of pasta like I was a lot of other nights. Plus, another benefit was she introduced me to some new healthy ingredients I had never really eaten before. And of course, you can also end up getting some really great new recipes to make at home on your own. This next tip, I'll be honest, I keep forgetting to personally do. Maybe now that I said that, I'll remember, but what you can do is put a bowl on the counter and use it for any garbage you have from preparing and cooking dinner so you don't have to keep going over to the other side of the kitchen or under the sink to throw something out. Alternatively, you can bring the garbage can over to you and even the recycling bin if you have one. This just eliminates the extra effort and time spent going to the garbage every time you have something to throw out or recycle. If you need to rinse the recyclables first before putting them in the bin, then maybe put a bowl on the counter for recyclables so you can collect them in the process. Then, while your food is cooking, bring the bowl to the sink rinse and recycle them. So I hope you found several of these tips helpful and ones that you think you might even give a try. If you're able to and you're not doing something like driving right now, jot down the ones you think you might want to try since I went through several and it'll be really easy to forget them. Or you can also print out the episode transcript from the episode page so you have the tips on paper. Start thinking of what enjoyable things you'll do with the free time you'll be saving with these tips. Thank you so much for listening in today. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. Hey, if you're ready to free yourself from your bad eating habits, then I invite you to join me inside Food Freedom, my membership made specifically for career women who want control of their eating habits without having to rely on willpower. To learn more, head on over to katemjohnston.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you there.